Thank you, Pastor. Good morning. Thank you, for Pastor Rice, for your trust. And it is my privilege and opportunity to be a part of your service here in Cornerstone Valley Church. I'm Brother Alex Ocampo. Um, first of all, I would like to thank God for saving my soul. Uh, when I was eight years old, I served as, was an, I served as an altar boy in St. Parochial Church, St. Roque Parochial Church. My mom told me, I want you to become a priest. And I obeyed her. And uh, then doesn't know what is God's plan in my life, but I devote myself to become a priest. And uh, I spent my teenage life inside of the Catholic Church, praying the rosary, praying to all kinds of saints. Like Brother Mike is a very religious man, but I'm a devout man. I almost spent my life inside of the Catholic Church. The 1978, my older brother, I have nine siblings. I am the youngest. And my older brother got saved 1978. I'm an American missionary in San Jose, Nueva Ecija. Led him to the Lord because he worked as a radio operator, did that, that, did, 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 did that. Uh, the American missionaries would like to send telegram to America. And he witnessed him. And he accepted the Lord. And he traveled for almost 20 hours just to be back on weekends, just to witness my mom, my siblings, my parents, and then my, 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 my mom got saved April 16, 1980. Since then, my brother tried to witness me and share to me the gospel preacher. But I was a devoted, I, my, my principle was, I was born as a Catholic, and I will die as a Catholic. I persecuted my mom. I persecuted my brother and sisters. I have done lots of foolish things to them. I don't want to specify or be specific on what I have done. Even to their pastors, they prepared. They have Bible study on my mom's funeral. What I did, I just stole the foods that they're going to give to the pastors, and I just throw it to the dogs. That's what is my, you know, hard-headed, very religious, very devoted Catholic. And I told every time then, if you are a Catholic, you are saying, saying, I'm a Roman Catholic, you should be on church early in the morning. You should have the boat of the rosary. I walking by my knees from the door going to the altar praying to the, all the patrons. But my brother and my sister didn't quit sharing to me the gospel. They keep on praying for me for almost eight years. I first heard the gospel April 1980, and then I just received it, and then I persecuted them. But one night, when I, after we, I, I got married with my beautiful wife, June 14, 1986, when we got married, uh, we were idol makers. Uh, we worked at the factory of Santo Nino, the baby Jesus, Mama Mary idols. We were idol makers. And then um, I remember the time, January 12, 1987, 7 p.m., when my brother preached about Lazarus and the rich man. I don't know what happened that night, but God touched my heart. And I realized that being a religious person is not 
our passport or not our keys to go to heaven. And I realize I'm bound to hell because for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I realize the Bible says, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is not enough, enough good works to bring me to heaven. I, I cannot make a stairs going to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And that night, when my brother gave his invitation, I gave my heart, my all, to Jesus. And God changed my life. My wife was observing me for almost eight months. If 2 Corinthians will be manifested in my life, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If you mean accepting Jesus, you are accepting what Jesus teaches or taught us. That uh, I renounce all the Catholic beliefs. I just believe on this book. And since then, October 13, the same year, 1987, when my wife accepted the Lord as her personal Savior. Brother and sister in the Lord, I lost my mom and dad when I was just a teenager. I lost my mom when I was 12 years old. I lost my dad when I was 14 years old. All my siblings leave my place. They went to the cities just to find work. I just by live by myself. It's really, you know, uh, it was like 1981 when that's what happened. And then I went to the big cities. I became a street children. I don't know where to lay my head. I slept at the jeepneys on the street. And I attended a Bible church also, but nobody, I'm an outcast. Nobody would like me because I live in sin. I became rebellious. And then I really appreciate God for everything that he has done to me and to my wife and I, and brother and sister in the Lord. The greatest day in my life, the greatest day in my life, apart from my salvation, when I surrendered my life, when I gave my life to Jesus to serve him. My, my priest used, used to be my priest and my mentor, playing, teach me how to play the piano, play me how to sing, how, play, teaching me how to play guitar was Father Haban, my parochial priest. And I didn't, when I, when I was eight years old, I used to sing at parochial church choir in Lemery, Batangas. And I didn't realize God will use that to give him the glory. And before I give my message this morning, I would like to call my eldest son, Mark, to play a piano for me. I used to praise Mary all the time, but now I would like to give God all the glory for all the things he has done in my life. So the message, the lesson is don't quit winning and witnessing and praying to your loved ones. Remember, it took almost eight years for me to get saved. And there was a mom in my, mem in my church praying for 21 years for, he, uh, for, her, hus for, his, uh, for her husband. 
And after 20 years, Brother Leon got saved and accepted the Lord. I'm going to sing my tribute.
toda ti God be the glory. Please turn your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 16. I would like your take, to take your time so long because uh, there's a saying, blessed are the missionaries who preach short. <laughs> because they will be invited again. <laughs> so, and anyway, don't worry, my English is just good for 30 minutes. And after 30 minutes, I'm done. <laughs> But I really appreciate our fellow citizens. Well, maybe they are American, a Canadian citizen now. But thank you, Filipinos, for giving us Filipino food last, last, uh, is that last Friday? We really love Papa Ethan. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. Glory to God. But anyway, in the book of Romans, we're going to read just five verses. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 16, verse 1. I commend unto you, P.B., our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at St. Crea. Romans chapter 16, rather. Romans 16, verse 2. That you receive her in the Lord as become at saints, that she assists her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succorer of many, or helper, or protector of many, and of myself also. Great Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. In verse 17, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. So let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful morning that we can worship you in spirit and in truth. Thank you for the man of God that you have put on this ministry, Pastor Brian Rice, for allowing me to come and to use the pulpit for a while. And Lord, as I stand behind this pulpit, give me the right word to say. Amen. And Holy Spirit, empowered me. May you help your people to understand me, O oh God, and may you touch their hearts. May you touch their lives. Oh, God, thank you, oh Lord, for this Cornerstone family. And Lord, help me. Help me, oh God, for without you I can do nothing. Make me your voice. And all the things I ask in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Brother and sister in the Lord, I would like to discuss about working together in ministry and mission. Your team is striving together. Brother and sister in the Lord, I really appreciate my wife, my poor kids helping me because I couldn't, I cannot do it by myself. Uh, brother and sister in the Lord, um, it is a, such a great blessing. You can see here in the Romans chapter 16 how Apostle Paul acknowledged those people behind him, rallying behind him. You can see here the acknowledgement of Paul or the Bible says here in Romans 16, I commend you, PB. Commendation. That is his acknowledgement. And I would like to encourage every October they have Pastor's Appreciation Month. And I always suggest to my people we should have Members 
Appreciation Month also. Recognizing all members who help their pastor. We cannot do it by ourselves. We need people. We need members who will pray for us and who will support us. And do something also for the glory of God. You can see the acknowledgement of Paul. His recognition to those people. There's a lot of names here. Priscilla, Nakila, Epenetus, Mary, Andronicos, Amplias, Urbani, Apelles, Herodion, Tripenas. That's why he became one of the, great, the greatest missionary. Because there are members who help him a lot. And not just the acknowledgement of Paul, but also the appreciation of Paul. He said in verse Poor is this, who have poured my life laid down on the next, Priscilla and Aquila, not unto whom not only I give thanks. That is the appreciation. And I thank God for the preacher's kids giving their talents, giving their time to sing for the Lord. And I really appreciate those who are working at Sunday school. I remember the, the message of Pastor Ray Young in the Philippines. What is the greatest thing that I've learned to my pastor, Jack Hiles, Pastor Jack Hiles? He said, everything is important. As far as cleanliness is concerned, being the janitor of the church, it is a great work. As far as children ministry is concerned, he is doing or she is doing a great work. As far as bus ministry is concerned, he is doing a great work. So since then, I consider being, because when I approached to my brother that God called me to preach, the first thing that he showed me is the toilet bowl. He said, if you cannot do it here, you cannot do it there. You must enter yourself. Because before I surrender my life, I serve as a warehouseman in Bureau of Custom in, Ban in Bandivision section, arrival area in Ninoy or Manila International Airport. And I quit my job. But before I quit my job, I talked to my wife. I wake her up 12 midnight. And I told her, sweetheart, I would like to tell you something. You want to tell me something? 12 midnight? What is that? And she said, and I told her, God called me to preach. And she said, that's a bad joke. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm serious. Let's talk it tomorrow, not this time. I'm already on my bed. And when I told her, I would like to help the ministry of our pastor. I would like, God called me to preach. And I'm going to surrender my life into the full-time ministry. And she said, what will happen to us? Because our church is so small. And I told her, I don't know. I don't know about tomorrow. I don't see to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow, and I know he holds my hand. She was silent. And she said, wherever God leads you, I will follow you. Then I quit my job, and my pastor gave me $1.30 a week. I entered in Bible college. I need to travel two hours every week just to enter in Bible college. 
You know how I survived in Bible college? The moon cake. The moon, how did you, hope ya? Moon pie. I divided it into two, lunch and my dinner. And it's, I spent my life at the fountain, just drink a lot of water just to survive. Because Bob Gray III told us in order to become successful minister or missionary, three things. Number one, obey. Number two, obey. Number three, obey. <laughs> so that's why I obey my pastor. And I obey the will of God. And always remember, if God will not choose you, the devil will use you. <laughs> and since then, I strive together to my, with my pastor and some members of our church. And I really appreciate my wife and my kids supporting the calling of God. When God called me, Mark was just four years old. Or two and a half years old, and my youngest was like six months old, living by faith. No promise of America. No promise of support. No promise of Canada or anything. One thing I know, God has a promise. I will never leave thee, Amen. nor forsake thee. And I really appreciate those young people also in our church who surrendered their lives. The widow that stayed at our church. The preachers that have stayed with us in our church. Helping me to do something, something great for the Lord. And you can see also the alarm of foe. Alarm. In verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, brother. Kindly plus the, my. You can see here the alarm of foe. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. He said, mark them which cause divisions and offenses. Forward, brother. Mark them which cause division. When you are trying to do something for the Lord, there's always an opposition. When Nehemiah tried to build the wall of Jerusalem, there is Sanballat, Tobiah, and Gethsem. But Nehemiah said, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. There are some people in my sending church said, Brother Alex cannot build a work. They don't believe on me, but I told them, believe in God because as of now, been in that trade for, for 33 years, I cannot build anything because in Matthew 16, 18 says, for thou art Peter upon this rock, I will build my church. Jesus is the one that built the church, not the pastor, not me, not us, but the Lord Jesus Christ. And as of now, I, 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 Jesus Christ is the one that built the church. But the alarm of Paul, there is Hymenaeus Alexander the coppersmith who loves the preeminence. Very negative. Oh, would like to do this, to do that. But there are some people who are very negative to the vision of the pastors. That is the alarm. And you are, if you are trying to do something for God, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law called me fool when I quit my job. They persecuted me. You are an idiot. Become, you became a janitor of your church. Used to work in Bureau of Custom. Now I'm just cleaning, preparing the chairs and, you know, planting, you know, watering the plants. That's my first position, being the janitor of our church. And then God promoted me to become a Sunday school teacher. When I was a Bible a Sunday school teacher, I teach children. And I met Brother Randall. Brother Randall, pastor in Taguig, is my Sunday school student. 
I spent my life become, and then God promoted me to become Sunday school superintendent, and then become a choir director, and then God promoted me to become a preacher. There is no shortcut in the ministry. I experienced lots of testings and troubles and trials in my life. We argue a lot with my mind because we're just living by faith. Most of the time, we doesn't have food on our table. I need to go on soul winning, door knocking. I preached the funeral sometimes. I experienced when I preached, after the preaching the funeral, somebody gave me one dollar. Oh, it's a two kilos of rice. And I went back home. That's how I survived. They gave me vegetables. They gave me lots of vegetables every time that I go out in soul winning. God provided all our needs. God sustained us. <laughs> Even the opposable, he has lost. He was beat. You know, he was bleeding. He was put in prison. He was put in dungeon. But Paul says in Acts 20, 24, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy. And what is his course? The ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. And what is the ministry that he had received of the Lord? To testify the gospel of the grace of God. So it means the center of the ministry is mission. And our mission is ministry. And this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came to this world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So brother and sister in the Lord, this is a faithful saying. Jesus came to this world to save sinners. So I would like to share out to you about the biblical perspective of mission. Mission is about soul winning. Mission is about soul winning. It is our task. It is not a gift. It is our task. Everyone has a task. God saved us with a purpose. Christian must produce another Christian. But when the fullness of times was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them which were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. And John 20, 21, then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my father hath sent me, even so I send you. So that is our main thing. That is our main task. And to keep the main thing, the main thing, and the main thing is soul winning. As I went to America, I saw the preachers are weary. The singers are tired. The church as we know it is losing its fire. Some are discouraged from bearing the load. But we must determine to keep pressing on. Because if just one more soul Amen. were to walk down the aisle, it will be worth every struggle. It will be worth every mile. A lifetime of labor is still worth it all if we rescue just one more soul. So preacher, keep preaching. And singers go sing, and laymen keep sharing that Jesus is king. The angels were gathered, they're surrounding the throne, and they'll start rejoicing for just one more soul. 
Jesus saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus answered and saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into his mother's womb and be born again? Mar and Jesus said, Marvel, uh, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water. And that is the word of God. And of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God, which is born of the flesh, is flesh, and which is born of the spirit, is spirit, marvel not what I say unto thee, Nicodemus, ye must be born again. Amen. If you are attending the church and you are not sure of heaven, ye must be born again. If you are not accepting the principle of the word of God, ye must be born again. Mission is about soul winning. Brother and sister in the Lord. So that's why I preach when I started the work 1994. I went to a town, a very poor town, no electricity, no running water. And the dean of our Bible college spoke to me, you are going to that small town. Why not start a work in a big city? I told him, there's a lot of Baptist churches there. They stay at the big cities. But how about the outcast people? They are very poor. From corner to corner, they have witch doctor. They practice demonism. A stronghold of darkness. But God called me to preach there. I stand on the highways and byways on top of the jeepney preaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. Because mission is about solving. If you are not going soul winning, you are not qualified to become a missionary. So a missionary, every missionary will need to go out and win souls. And that's our, 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 I would like to explain to my people. We are not here. I'm not going to start here. I am the only Baptist in my hometown. In my, in my place in, in Cuenca, Batangas. Most of the Baptist churches stay in the big cities. They just, just throw stone, Baptist, and other. Why you stay there? There's a lot. Because the most forgotten province in the Philippines is Batangas. And I would like to tell you the reason why I come back, I'm going back to the Philippines. I belong to Independent Baptist Mission for Asians. We have Nehemiah Project. Nehemiah Project is helping Every church in the Philippines, what they need is, we bought a piece of property. And they're going to build a small building. Village churches. We already purchased four small piece of property because our goal is bringing the church to the people, to the villages. Amen. And they're going to build three buildings in my place. So that's why I need to go back in the Philippines because we are going to build three buildings for our people. So brother and sister, the Lord, mission is about soul winning. And mission is about soldiering. God did not promise to us a, a bed of roses. Being a Christian is not a playground. It is a battleground. Yeah. Being a Christian, is, it is a 24-7. If you're a Christian, you're Christian. Being a Christian is not only for Sunday. You need to be Christian all the time. Let your, if the world is sitting, we should be standing. 
If the world is standing, we should be standing out. If the world is standing out, we should be outstanding. And if the world is outstanding, we should be the standard. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So brother and sister in the Lord, and they say it unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. You can see here the land of the harvest. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be my witnesses. I researched the word witnesses in the Bible. That is a Greek word of witnesses is martyrdom. You should be my martyr. You should learn how to sacrifice. One thing I know, the word sacrifice. You should sacrifice. You need to leave your comfort zone. We know the greatest time in my life. I already started four churches. You know, but the greatest day in my life, riding my bicycle, knocking on doors, sharing the gospel. So that's why when you go out in the Philippines, lots of people on the street. But unlike here in Canada, everybody has their own car. And because uh, in the Philippines, we have three kinds of weather, hot, hotter, and hottest. <laughs> I'm preaching to death here. Oh, it's too cold. <laughs> so, brothers and sisters, the Lord's soldiery. We have trials. We have troubles. We have family problems. We have fitness problems. We have faith problems. Financial problems. But Jesus said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledging, and he shall direct thy paths. Be my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. No shortcut in the ministry. Soldiering. We are on the training ground. Like a Marines, Army. God put problems in our life, and I really appreciate Pastor Rice for expounding that kind of things that we're suffering right now. But uh, finding work is not easy, you know. Sometimes of you, three years, three months not having work, but just keep on trusting God. Just God, because for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. God has a purpose in your life. Just meeting, meeting the Muhammad family, and brother Ahmad, and the Filipinos, the some Canadians here, it's just a great blessing. I would like to encourage you, just mission is about surgery. Then mission is about stewardship. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful in St. Corinthians 4.2. Stewardship of time. Only one life it should be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. And boast not thyself for tomorrow, for thou now is not what a day may bring forth. In Proverbs 27.1 and James 4.14, whereas you know not what shall be on tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanished away. So that's why I gave my life. And I gave my talent. I know you have talents. Filipino people, I know you have talents. Use it for the glory of God. Don't use it and be jokey and karaoke. <laughs> Use your voice for the glory of God. Sing spiritual song. Form a group to give God the glory. Remember, preacher, when my pastor raised money for our 
for the pensions of our property in Divine My Sunning Church. And God spoke to my heart because Mark, uh, her, uh, his favorite show is Papay the Shadow Man. Yeah, Olive. <laughs> really? And then I sold the television and gave the money to the church. He was crying. Oh, don't do that, Dad, though. We don't have money to pay the electric bills. <laughs> God spoke to my heart to sell it and gave the money to the church. Oh, we need the stairs. The pastor prays. We need the Lord. We, we, need, we need stairs to our auditorium. You have appliances, but you doesn't have money to pay your electric bills. Just give it to the church. So I sold my, my refrigerator <laughs> and gave the money. And, you know, my wife... She was very submissive, and you always say, whatever God leads you, I will follow you. <laughs> and then I have a music mate because uh, then I used it for Bible study, and then I sold it also and gave the money to the church. I sold all my appliances <laughs> and gave money, this to the our church because I would like to bless the ministry. Then God, I didn't realize that God will call me to start a, God will call me to become a preacher. If I realize that, I will not sell. I will bring it to the mission. <laughs> but now, when I started the work, the mayor go against me. The chief of police go against me. They point 45 caliber in my face. And they said, go out of this place. We are devoted. We are. There's a lot of witch doctors and Sometimes they just get in our service. Stop that! We don't want you here. They stoned our mission house. They tried to burn our mission house. I got discouraged. I don't know what to do. I almost quit it. I was lying on my bed, talking to God. Lord, talk to me. Is this your will in my life? Do I have to be threatened? No future. I was lying on my bed, praying, Lord, talk to me. Talk to me. If you don't talk to me, I am almost done. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. And here comes my little girl, four years old Hannah, having her rug done. She came to our to my room and saw me lying on my bed. I just took cover my face and she asked me, Dad, are you crying? Don't mind of me, just do your thing. And she asked me again, she she sat at my back and Dad are you crying? Don't mind of me. I'm going to sing. Can I sing? Yes. And she sang, My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. And she hit me where with her rug done. 
for you. <laughs> my God is so big. And I cannot hold my tears anymore. And I cried like a bit. <laughs> I said, oh, you're crying. Don't, don't mind of me. Just keep on singing, Hannah. You're crying. Don't mind me. Just keep on singing. You know what she did? She climbed the bed and she leaned on my chest like this. You're crying. Why? Don't mind of me. Did I make you cry? No, just sing. Okay. I sing. She has a great, she has a great voice. She is a phenomenal singer right now. God used her. But she can sing at the age when, when she was one year old. And she sang when she was little. I was surprised she sang. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow. And she held my hand. She looked in my eyes. No turning back. No turning back. Oh, God is speaking to me right now. I stood up. No turning back. I need to keep on keeping on. And since then, God bless our humble beginning. God opened doors for me to go to America 1999. I called being a missionary, your pastor, it's not easy to call meetings. Sometimes we spend our, our whole night at the rest area with my wife. Sometimes we travel and drove for seven hours. And I preach and I sang and minister to the people. And the pastor told me, thank you for coming. But just keep on. Brother, sister, stewardship of talent, treasure. And then, the, the mayor bought the property that we rent in the Philippines, in Cuenca. He bought it and forced us to vacate the place. Mm -hmm. And they announced it to that whole town, don't allow these Baptist people to rent your place because Mama Mary will curse you. And I prayed, and Lord talked to me, what is in your hand? A piece of paper that is the property, the land title of my property, Lipa City, that I bought when I was working at Bureau of Customs. God spoke to my heart to sell it. And I talked to my wife, I'm going, we are going to sell the property that we have. And we need to give the money to the church to buy a piece of property. And we sold it. And we offer it. And you know what the people did? They brought also their caribou, their chicken, their goat, and sell it also. And then we have enough money to buy the property, a piece of property. That's how our beginning, humble beginning started. But I know God will do something in our life because I remember the day when Mark was celebrating his fifth birthday. It was April 14th. It was Saturday when I went on song winning. I forgot that it was his birthday. Because my pastor always monitored me if I go out in song winning. <laughs> because I am the only preacher worker of his church. The last door that I knocked, I saw a calendar. 
after I witnessed her when she accepted the Lord, I saw April for, ah, I forgot. Today is Mark's birthday. So I need to walk three kilometers just to be back at home. And I saw Sister Neely sitting at the window, beside the window. And when she showed me, she cried, Daddy! Today is Mark's birthday. Do you remember? Yes, that's why I'm back. Have you eaten your lunch? It's already past 2.30 in the, the afternoon. Not yet. We're waiting for you. What we have for lunch? And she said, a bowl of rice. You know, Filipinos, rice. That's how we survive in the America. We just brought our rice cooker. <laughs> and we put three eggs on top of that rice cooker. That's how we survive in America. Just a bowl of rice. That's all what we have. And I went directly to the sink, under the sink, and I saw a bottle of ketchup. And I saw a little amount of ketchup. And I put a lot of bit of water, Filipino way, and I put it on top of that bowl of rice. And I called, Mark, LJ, let's see it. Oh, Daddy's here. Dad, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Okay, but anyway, we have food on our table. But today is Mark's birthday. Let us sing Happy Birthday song. We sang, we sang, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, my dear Mark. Happy birthday to you. Mark, since it is your birthday, may you ask the blessing? You know, the ball of rice, I just covered it with plate. And then Mark stood at the chair, and he prayed like this, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Today is my birthday. Thank you for, and he saw the bowl and covered with plate, and he lifted the plate, and he said, thank you for rice. <laughs> and then he remove it, and thank you for ketchup. <laughs> and he posed. And I heard my wife was sobbing. And at that moment, I'm very, very bad. Because when I was working in Bureau of Customs, every birthday of Mark, we have lots of food on our table. And now, that's all. But when my, my, Mark was posed, and then he keep on praying like this, Richard. But Lord Jesus, thank you for spaghetti, rice stick noodles, or pancit, egg rolls, Shanghai, cake, and ice cream. Just name I pray, man. And after she, he prayed, I asked him, uh, Mark, do you know what we have? You don't have that kind of food. And he looked at me like this. I know that. But I know also Jesus answers prayer. <laughs> yes, he did. But anyway, let's see it. And while we were eating, Mark's, Mark, a five-year-old boy, suddenly stepped. I heard something. And he did run in front of our door, at the front door. I heard the sound of my uncle's motorcycle. His uncle is my pastor, driving Honda S110 1976 model, making lots of noise. <laughs> you can hear his motorcycle one kilometer away. <laughs> and he's like, we heard also. And then we, everybody, all day, my wife, we ran at the front door, and we saw him coming. And I asked him, where have you been, pastor? And he, and she said, he said, I've been to Sister Natty Victorino's house. 
Yesterday was Jada's birthday, but they celebrated it today. I held my Bible study there, and lots of souls accepted the Lord. And I said, Amen. But anyway, when I read it to leave, here is Sister Natty. Basil, Basil, wait. Could you bring this plastic bag to Mark? Because I remember today is his birthday. And he said, told me, when I'm on my way, I saw an ice cream house. Something bothering me that I need to stop to that ice cream house and bought a half gallon of ice cream. And he handed me that two plastic bags. And I got the two plastic bags and put on the table. There are four container. And I pulled the first container on top. And I opened it. It was a spaghetti. The second container, rice stick noodles. The third container, egg rolls. And the fourth, cake. And the ice cream was given. And Mark shout, Woo! Thank you, Jesus! I tell you that. And since then, I know God is telling me something that God, I will do something for you. Just be faithful to me. Brother, sister, and now I'm here in Canada. Brother, I hope make you, you know, working together. Ministry and mission. So brother, sister, and Lord, thank you for this time and I hope you will continue to support Pastor Rice and his family and Cornerstone Baptist Church. When I got back, I know you have a bigger facilities, lots of people. Filipino reaching Filipino, young people reaching young people. And I'm going back and I'm going to start a new work this coming April. I already baptized 30 people on that place. And we're going to construct building. Right now, I'm receiving $650 a month from United States, supporting 10 preachers from our church. Thank God for the opportunity that we have. And then later, I will show, we will show you our video presentation. And thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to become a preacher.